Is that your new Lexus RX? RX plug-in hybrid. So it runs all electric? Yeah, for short trips. And can switch to gas for long. Wow. What does your range anxiety therapist say? Dr. Feeney? Uh-huh. He says my RX cured me. No more range anxiety therapy. Nope. Well, you're an inspiration to us all. The best-selling Lexus RX lineup. Now with a plug-in hybrid. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. My next guest, she's right here. She's actually like you know, doing social media on me right now. <laughs> And we're going to talk about that. going to be my first question about social media. Is recognized as a 2019 Blossom Award recipient through the White Dress Project, a 2018 Ambassador of Change in Health and Wellness, a 2018 Boss Woman of the Year, Atlanta's Top 100 Women in Business, and having received the White House Drum Major of Service Award under President Barack Obama. She's a woman on a mission to change her life and the world around her. Her book, Breakthrough Sold Separately, debated number one in Amazon. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation. Could call her my daughter. Could call her my, yeah. my lamenti. Can call yes. her a lot of great things, and it's all positive. Yeah. Please welcome to the show, Brandy Harvey. Uh, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> it, it's, it feels surreal. Yeah, it feels a bit surreal to be here with you like Absolutely. this. Absolutely. Uh, so many years. Uh, so many years. You've known me since I was 17. Absolutely. Uh, going yeah. to college, Hampton. Right. Hampton, then Ohio State, mm-hmm. pledging Delta, Absolutely. all the all leading the... black black student union yeah. campaign. <laughs> she was always this person. I got to change lives. I got to change lives. Absolutely. Now, uh, so you're up here, you know, social media. Yeah. Um, just to a funny story about her and her twin sister. Oh and goodness. In the early stage, I want to say about 2007, they was they they were struggling socially. Now. Yeah. You know, and um, <laughs> and I told them, I said, look, um. I give you, I give you five thousand. I think it's like five thousand dollars. If y'all could just get the five thousand thousand followers, five thousand, and gave us a book, yes. and gave us this yellow social media one hundred ways or something to up your social media game, uh-huh. something like that, and we failed miserably. Miserably. <laughs> I mean, they actually walked away from me. They actually stopped talking to me. You know, they, they tried a little bit. You know, they tried we a failed. little bit. They tried. We failed. We failed miserably. It was not our calling then. Now, what is your social media numbers now, my friend? So, uh, on Beyond Her, I'm at over 20,000 followers for my active wellness brand. And then for my personal, I am Brandy Harvey on Instagram. I have over 130,000 Instagram <laughs> followers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. One hundred and thirty-eight thousand Instagram, Instagram followers. Yeah. Okay. That's, yeah. that's called brand growth. That is definitely brand growth because <laughs> I remember when I had one. So. 
<laughs> from a person who stopped talking to me about her social media. You growth. know, you put so much pressure on us in the office. Absolutely. I remember it. It was Carly and I. It was it was some other people. <laughs> Patrice, Ishina. You put a lot of pressure on us during that time for social. It, actually, it was it was great because I didn't really uh, believe in social at the time. You so didn't. I, I didn't. You didn't. Uh, I launched it for your dad. And I remember you ran his social yeah. media campaign when we first Tracy did the. Took yeah, mm-hmm. before got it up to like fifty thousand. Yeah. You said, Sean, this really is not me. It's not me. It's not me. I don't want to do that. And that's what this book is about. This book yeah. is about you can do a lot of things good, yeah. but that doesn't necessarily mean that's for long term that's going to make you happy. No. Going to fulfill your dreams. And more importantly, it may not be your calling. No. Tell us why you wrote the book. Because that was one of the main takeaways that I got from the book. <laughs> you know, why I wrote this book is because I wanted to, you know, I'm a teacher. Absolutely. At my heart, at my mm-hmm. core. And I wanted to teach other women how to break free in their lives, Mm -hmm. to have their own breakthrough, to jump over the hurdle of being unstuck, of staying with the victim story that's Mm -hmm. kept you stuck for so long. Mm -hmm. I wanted to help women break free from the food bondage, you know, because so many of us are stuck eating and drinking ourselves into like a coma every Mm -hmm. single day trying Mm -hmm. to suppress the emotions. And so, (laughs) and then spiritually, Mm -hmm. I think so many black women in particular have been, you know, um, really hurt by the church, been hurt by religion. Right. And so I wanted to have this book offer up a piece for you to find that inner spirit. Mm -hmm. Because when you find that inner will, you know, it, you, you can move forward in your life. Now, when you say move forward in your life, what does that mean? Because it means a lot to a lot of different people. I just wanted to find the the, yeah. the the words that you're trying to emote from your book. You know, when I when I sat down to write the book, you know, I started the book because I was fired, and I right. opened the book telling the story of About, being fired from my dad's yes. um, foundation. And Steve so, Harvey, <laughs> now most people are my like friend, Steve blown away. Like, how do you get fired from your dad? Right. Mm-hmm. And I was fired and I knew that I was not living up to my highest calling and potential. I knew that there was so much more that I wanted to do with my life mm-hmm. and be of service to other people. Um, and I think that was a moment for me that I had to get unstuck and move forward because so many. Well, let me just talk about. Let me just break because I, I I was there for a, a, this run, yeah this run. yeah and and we had many conversations in in my office yeah lunchtime yeah. because you you were really conflicted about you know divinity going, yeah. going in that direction going to theology you, school yeah, yeah. we had to, and I was looking at spirituality really. Really? Because I hear this conversation, and then and then also the whole aspect of prospect of running the foundation. You know, we did the camps in Dallas, yeah. which eventually yeah. moved to Atlanta. They, those are things you were just good at. That's yeah. what I'm just talking about. You were just talented. Yeah. It was a passion that you believed in. Yeah. But that wasn't your passion. No. And so, and so I always felt that any advice I gave you really would have been confusing because of the fact that even though you you spoke these words, all you're very articulate. You're very prominent in your tone, that doesn't mean that's what you wanted to do. No. And so so when I when I hear the fact that, you know, you were terminated as the executive director of the foundation, that doesn't shock me because we had these conversations. Right. And right. so all along, at certain times, I, I was saying, 
People who get fired are just waiting for you to do their do your job. <laughs> yeah. And so all you do is just wait. And, but what we don't want to do is yeah. get hear yeah. the words. Yeah, you know, we don't. We don't want to hear the words. We don't. But way back when. You knew it was coming. We knew it was coming. <laughs> you had all, all the signs were there. <laughs> yes, yes. All the signs uh, of know, this is not working. Frustration, you're complaining. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Of motivation. You're begrudgingly doing your work. Yes. You're planning other things during those people's time. Yes. You know, yes. you're using those people's cubicles and com- computers absolutely, for, absolutely. to plan your weekend. I, I, absolutely. <laughs> I, and that's that's why I that's why I thought that whole portion yeah. of the idea of you opening the book talking about determination part. And there were some personal things that you talk about, but believe me, that's happening every day yes. in America. Yes, absolutely. People are going to work. Yeah. Um what you doing over there? Uh, 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 long breaks. Yeah. Uh, t- tying up other employees' time with conversation <laughs> that means nothing yeah. to yeah. moving the company yeah. forward. And then you there going, I want, I want to confront the issue. That's what I loved about you. Yeah. Here you are in the wrong. You know, in the all season. the time in the wrong. But you confronting <laughs> the issue. You tell me why I'm fired. Well, well, well you kind of know, <laughs> but you yeah. Act- and that's that. Uh, and so I, so I, 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 I found it humorous. Because I know people do this all the time. Yeah. That, but not like you. Yeah. But it's not like you. You you want to hear the words come out. Yeah, and I think that's what so many of us do. We don't understand <laughs> it. We've we've had the moment of closure. Right, right. But we need to no, I need to hear it. I need yes. to you know, give me yes. what I'm looking for. No, the closure's already happened. Right, right. And right. so many times we miss out on the things that we're supposed to do with our lives. Right. Because we're waiting for someone to give us an answer to the why. Right. You know? Right. When we should just move on. But here's the funny part about it. When you eventually get the why. Then yeah. it's more conversation. It's more conversation. It's coming out of the conversation. And so, so that's why I was fascinated. And I found uh, your book, I feel, is a must read. Thank and you. I think it's a must read because I, and I see another version because I feel that when you do all these interviews, like interviews with me, you see how expansive it is yeah. as far as uh, in the corporate world, yeah, in the small business world, because we're dealing with employees and we're dealing with poor decisions as we make as owners, as supervisors, as management. Because of the fact that what you did personally is what every employee is doing in America. Yeah. They're in denial about them being the real problem. Yeah. In fact, it's a, you could have resolved everybody's problem if you just say, I resign. <laughs> Absolutely. But you didn't want to do that. I didn't want to do that. And don't we want to hold on to things when they're no longer serving us, they no longer fit us. Right. They no longer are a part of our space. But right. We want to hold on to them because we are afraid. Right. We're afraid to get out of the boat of mediocrity and walk on water. Okay, so how did the title come about? And I love the walk on water part. Yeah. Because the reason I like that because it, it, it feels impossible. Yeah. You know, and that's part, you know, from, from the Bible. Yeah, know, it's, it was definitely a spiritual undertone to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I came up with it, you know, I actually did this message um, back at a retreat in mm-hmm. Arizona. Mm-hmm. I was speaking at a wellness retreat mm-hmm. and I was trying to, you know, come like with what the message was going to be because right. I was a closing <laughs> keynote. Mm-hmm. And um, it really just, headliner. Headliner. I was headlining. Okay. You know, just like your dad, headliner. headliner. I, okay. I am. I come from a line <laughs> of headliners, you know? And so I was, I, I was trying to figure out what I was going to talk about. Mm-hmm. And it was so many things physically that were happening to me during that time. But I remember just coming out of meditation and I was quiet and 
I started thinking about like batteries being sold separately, right? Mm-hmm. Like when you, the mm-hmm. words Christmas would mm-hmm. be like for parents when right. you, mm-hmm. you buy the gift mm-hmm. and then there's no batteries included. Mm-hmm. And so the toys just sitting there. Right. Mm-hmm. But then I started thinking about like how people come to retreats and conferences. Right. And they come to retreats and conferences and they think that the breakthrough is going to be included. Right. That mm-hmm. I, pay f- I pay for the ticket. Mm-hmm. I pay to get here. And now the, you're supposed to give me the breakthrough. The breakthrough is supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. But that's so separate. Mm-hmm. That's not included. And so in order to get the breakthrough in your life, you're going to have to test your faith. And the faith being tested, I did symbolize it to Jesus walking on water. Mm -hmm. But Jesus wasn't the only one that walked on water. Peter walked on water because he trusted enough to get out of the boat. Mm -hmm. He got the invitation Mm -hmm. and he got out of the boat to walk on water. He faltered when his faith faltered. Right. Mm -hmm. And so the faith, you know, is really what I speak to in this book Mm -hmm. is because in order to get through any mountain, walk on any water, you're going to your faith is going to have to be tested. And it's not tested when it's easy. Right. 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 When it gets tested, when you get fired, it gets tested when you don't have the money, it gets tested when you don't feel at your best. That's when the faith is tested. And so that's the opportunity for us. Well, not only is it tested, but you actually honestly look at yourself and yeah. what you want to do. Yeah. Because in life, I I look at so many people that I, I, I attempt to uh, mentor. That's why I started Money Making Conversations. It's kind of like, it's a mentor process. It's so many people over years that I bring on the show, I've, I didn't realize how much of an impact that I had on them just yeah. sitting around having these conversations. Like we've had many yeah. times, and Carly's had, who's one of my favorite people. And we want to talk about the, I know the next break I want to talk about the twin concept because of the fact that, you know, this really is a book about you. And that separation, I think, is important for you because when we initially met, you guys were really joined at the hip. Joined, you know, mirror image, mirror remember? image, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> remember I, I, the pilot? We shot. But, then, but then I, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then, and then, but I, I knew that Carly kind of found herself faster than you, and I always felt that you were either not happy with yourself, mm. or you just wanted somebody to point you in the right direction because mm-hmm. that may have been easier. Yeah, and you didn't want to do the work to get there. And now you've done the work. And it just shows. This mm-hmm. is when you walk in the door, the confidence, you know, but I know there's a behind those eyes, there's happiness. Yeah. And that's important now. I'm talking to Brandy Harvey, uh, my dear friend. Before we go on this break, tell people where they can buy the book. Uh, they can buy the book on Amazon. You can one click it to your door. You can do Amazon one click or you can go to I am Brandy Harvey. Oh, my social media, digital. <laughs> She's a queen. Brandy Harvey. We'll be right back. <laughs> Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald. I am having a great time with my friend. You know, I, I almost want to call her my daughter. Yes. You know. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, she's, she's one half of the other daughter. You know, Carly, Brandy, Carly, Brandy, Harvey, Carly, Brandy. Carly was always funny. She, she'd come by my house. She'd do my daughter's daughter, hair. Yes. She, she, can, she always had the, the, the you know, I, I, I always, I always uh, have conversations with them and Carly and Brandon, Carly would say, would you just get over it, Brandon? Just get over it. And Brandon says, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. I, I need answers. I need to know. And Carly goes, whatever. And she walk out, and then I'm just stuck with Brandy. Stuck? Yeah, I'm just stuck in there with you because you, you want answers. I'm, I'm stuck with you. I'm stuck with you because you have to have answers. I do. But and, that's a part of my nature. I'm a seeker. I'm a teacher. I'm a learner. <laughs> I'm a forever student. And so I'm in earth school. And I'm, I'm going to tell you something about her is that the funny part about that, 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 amazing determination to get to the bottom of it. Yeah. You know, affect so many things in your life. It affects uh, 
your relationships. Mm-hmm. It affects how people approach you. Even when I was reading the book, when, when that young lady came in and you ear hustled her and recommended her <laughs> the, to go to the, the, <laughs> at the at the at the spot at the vegan. I was right, getting a salad right. and it, smoothie. It, 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 <laughs> okay, just set the story up. Okay, and then I'm gonna just add this part to it. Tell everybody what I'm talking about. So in the book, in the in the book, book. I'm talking about I'm sitting um, at this you know local <laughs> spot here in Atlanta, and I am. I am. I kind of overhear a girl on the phone. She's she's overweight. Yeah. I overhear her on the phone <laughs> talking about you know her weight loss and everything. So when she got off the phone, I was like, "Hey, how are you today?" And I kind of you know hey, inserted I myself. Hear you have some weight issues. <laughs> I inserted myself. I did. Hey, I hear some weight issues. I know some places you can go. To take so, care of your issues called take, effect, right? Yes, effect e- fitness. E- effect yes. fitness. Yeah. And she said, well, she didn't explode. She was a very accepting. She was of the very nice. Yeah. Well, I, I wouldn't expect that because I know you know how to approach people. That's your yeah, gift. Yeah. Your gift is communication. That, that, it that, is. that smile, it you know, is that smile gift. will kill anybody <laughs> wanting to go, oh, you go, what's the problem? And so, so, but these are the stories that are in the book that you, that you are starting to tell your story. Yeah. And so for, for all these years, you know, I, I, when, I, when I talk about the, the 2000, 2007, when I saw you physically make the transformation to fitness, I'm telling you something. I remember when she came in the studio, and I looked at Steve Harvey, and I went, is that, that that's Brandy? He said, yeah, she's training for some fitness thing. But she's scaring me because she's losing so much weight. And, you know, I guess I heard the stories of love, of what he had for you and her yeah. all the time, all yeah. the time, both of you guys. I heard, yeah. and, uh, and, and they were really important, and you guys were always really important to him in his personal life, you know, that was our, that was our driving force when we when we got together as partners in 2000 was how could we change, just change the lives of people around us, but also affect financial change so we can make sure our children didn't have the lives that we had yeah. growing up. But in the process, we kind of miscommunicate that message mm-hmm. because especially all children are different. That's why I love the fact that, you know, you and Carly are different. Carly was accepting of the process. You needed answers for the process. And one of the dates that I, I, I talked earlier off air about, in 1981, October 9, 1981, October 9, 1981 was an important date for me in my life because I was struggling with myself. Uh, I didn't know what I wanted to do. But I told myself, I said, I made a commitment to God to say I was going to take advantage of all the talents that God had gave me, whether mm-hmm. it was acting, writing, being an MC, a stand-up comic, I was going to put 100% effort into everything. I, was going to, I wasn't going to make any excuses. And then my life turned around. That's when I opened the comedy club in 1992. And then Steve Harvey played my comedy club. And then he, then I wound up uh, being a writer on his TV show. And the rest is history. And I've always worked 100%. You also have a date that you mentioned in the book as well. Yeah. Let's talk about that date and why is it imp- why it is important to you. August 23rd, 2017 was when I found out I was fired, mm-hmm. you know, and it didn't come in a way that I thought it was going to mm-hmm. come. Mm-hmm. You know, it was kind of like a company wide email that went right. out, like we would like to welcome the new and you're like, oh, that's that is that me? That is me. Mm-hmm. Um but the beautiful part of that is two years to the date. Two years to the date I sent this book off to the publisher. And so I think that that's just a testament of my own faith, of my mm-hmm. own ability to walk on water. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I think it's just, you know, surrendering to the process. Right. You know, that I had to surrender to the process, mm-hmm. that nothing was going to be simple and easy, but I was going to have, you know, the tools to do it. 
Right, and I want to point out a couple of ch- things that I thought was significant in the book. I want to read a couple of things yeah. here. Uh, uh, it's called The Cost of Emotional Dishonesty. Uh, this is what I read. Uh, when you get those designer shoes or that Tesla or Porsche, you'll be happy. When you lose weight and fit those gold those gold jeans, that those jeans that you set a goal for, they were too small when you bought them, you'll be happy. When you buy a house in the right zip code, you'll be happy. When you get with the right man, land the right job, or party harder than anybody else in the room, you'll be happy. This pursuit of false image of happiness. That's what you're yeah. saying. That's Why do you say that? You know, I think because I was chasing those things. Mm-hmm. I was chasing the party. Mm-hmm. I was chasing the material success. Mm-hmm. And it's still, when you got those things, mm-hmm. I still felt empty. Right. I still felt like there was something missing in my life. Right. And until I went to really uncover and dig up all of the past traumas and hurts that had really, you know, impacted my life. Because right. often we think, especially as women of color, mm-hmm. we think that, well, it's not a big trauma that happened right. to me. You know, no one died right. or, you know, but there are little traumas. Mm-hmm. You know, when you get abandoned by people and people walk out on you or when you've been rejected or when you've been told certain things in these stories they deeply affect you. Mm -hmm. And then they cause you to make other decisions. And so I was showing up very emotionally dishonest in my life and my relationships. You know, I was not setting boundaries. I was leaving myself very open and susceptible to, you know, to the the prey of men. Right. Mm -hmm. Now let's talk about, uh, I'm talking to uh, Brandy Harvey, her book, Breakthrough, Sold Separately, number one, Amazon. Yeah. When it hits the stands. Um, Therapy. Yeah. Uh, I I guess that's, that's a word that in the black community or the community of color yeah. is a word that's finally starting to become a, a word that's okay. Not, okay. It's okay. It's not, it's not tied to people <laughs> who are somewhere got issues. That lost like, your mind. Lost your crazy. mind. Yeah, yeah. Straight jacket. Right, right. Right. So, and that's something that you talk about in the book. Yeah. Let's discuss, uh, why do you think that is a fear or is it a weakness within the black community when you start talking about therapy? I think we've been very, um, we've, religion has played such a, a major part in our lives. And, it's, you know, people of color, spirituality is very, very keen in our, in our, in our experience. Um, but some, sometimes we think that um, going to therapy lessens our relationship with God. Mm-hmm. We think that going to therapy is saying that we don't, we're not giving God power. Mm-hmm. You know, we're giving man power. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think what therapy does, it is, it gives us an opportunity to ta- tackle like it and, and, you know, kind of go into all the beautiful things that God has provided for us as a source, as a resource. Mm-hmm. You know, we get scared of it because we're afraid of what we might uncover when we get on that couch. Mm-hmm. We're afraid to face some of the things that we've been told to just get over. Right. You know, and I was told for such a long time, just get over it. Absolutely. You know, just get over it. I mean, why you still just get over it? And, but if I knew how to get over it, I probably would have done it already. Absolutely. And I didn't have the tools to get over it. And so therapy, um, I love the fact that now we're really starting to engage in these conversations around mental health Mm -hmm. and our emotional health Mm -hmm. because I had to start showing up for myself. Mm -hmm. And I stopped listening to what the naysayers said, and you don't need therapy, and girl, just pray about it. Absolutely. Yeah, I was praying. Absolutely. I promise. I I I was praying. I know. I I saw you. I saw you. I was praying. See, that's that's the, uh, okay, 
like I told you, this book is like, you're going to come back. You got four books in here. Okay? I know. You, you know that, okay? The first book about you being fired is a corporate book. All <laughs> should be written. It should be expanded because, because of the fact you you dealt with so many. You, you oversell people. You, you made the mistakes as a manager, a supervisor. All that should be written in here. Yeah. Now, this book about what we just talked about right now, therapy, yeah. that's a total different book as well, yeah. okay, which you know about, which we, we should be expanded on. Now, the next book, Eating Right. Yeah. Woo. It's all connected. You know, I, I, I say woo because she talks about, you know, got to have that fiber. Yeah. You know, Eat uh, your fruits and vegetables. <laughs> yes. You know, just, Do she, it. That's what I'm saying. This, this book was so, it was so uh, fascinating to me about, because uh, I'm a bad eater, you know, and I know. Rashawn, I know this. You know, I know this to be true. This is a true statement this man is making right now. Okay. And so, so I'm reading this book going, okay. She, she he starts talk- with dessert. <laughs> <laughs> he looks at the dessert menu first when you go out with him. What is a dessert? Oh, please say no This is not a good restaurant. And, and then, and then you go into, um, I guess the whole, um, the, the religious, aspect, your faith, yeah, prospect the of spirituality it, of it. And you talk about uh, uh, women in church, especially black women in church, how yeah. they should be perceived or are being perceived. Uh, yeah, it's still a, it's still a male dominated approach. Absolutely. Um, one of the, I, I find it rather humorous because your mom told you. You know. The story in the book yes. where I was speaking at a church in Alabama. I was speaking at a church, um, and this was in the deep south, right. you know, mm-hmm. of Alabama. I was on a Palm Sunday. Mm-hmm. So, of course, this is like for people who are in the Christian faith, Palm Sunday is like the, that's like one of them Sundays. Right, right, you know, right. you're going to get your palms. You're going to make a cross out of it. It's going to be in your Bible for three years. You know, so I knew that this was a big deal, mm-hmm. you know, but... It was like the playoffs of church, right. you know. Mm-hmm. I'm in the playoffs, and you was gonna be in the pulpit. I was gonna be in the pulpit. That was your vision. I was what? I was. I had worked on this message for like two weeks. <laughs> you, you I know. was so ready. You're gonna like soar through the steps. You gonna you gonna like float over those steps and be right in that pulpit. I was gonna be. And your mom told you what? And my mom said, "I think you should understand that they probably won't allow you to speak in the pulpit <laughs> because you're, you're a woman." You're, no, I'm Brandy Harvey. I said, no, I'm Brandy Harvey. I said, I definitely don't think that that will be the case. So, And I get to the church and they were like, yeah, we'll show you where you'll be speaking from the floor. And I spoke from, and I mean, literally my face dropped, you know, because I had to pick my face up because yeah. my, my ego was crushed, all those things. Mm-hmm. But I delivered the message. But in that delivering the message, you know, I was like, really? Like, uh-huh. I'm not worthy enough to stand up here with a, with a message because I'm a what? Like, it was just so many things that, you know, I think have, have really hurt us. Mm-hmm. But I think it's also, you know, I don't look at this book as being a religious book. I think this book, it definitely is very much on the lines of discovering the power within you, that we all have this divine power within us to create the life that we want, you know? Well, more importantly, the reason I, I have a fun time reading this book. I remember he knows I always read books in the day. Because yeah. so they're fresh. Yeah. I, I walk in, and they always say, how do you read the book so fast? Well, first of all, I read it, you're giving me information that is very relatable, motivation, that's driven towards uh, pointing out things, because you're courageous, you know, especially when you talk about women in church and yeah. being able to confront that issue. You're courageous. When you talk about honestly about your relationship with your dad, yeah. you, you and how you made mistakes and how you was pushing the it, pushing the envelope for information, you talk about therapy, you talk about relationships with uh, with uh, different men that you've had in your life from the standpoint of what you felt 
yeah. that brought the, that what value that was. You talk about weed, you talk about alcohol, yeah. all these different things. That's why I know that you've only given us a shell of change in our lives. So I just know that I want to thank you for this book, Brandy, because of the fact that first of all, you got a portion of your story out. This is not the complete no. Brandy Harley Harvey <laughs> story. What it is is a story that will help change people's lives. Absolutely, because your articulation, your just standing up here. Uh, you have a podcast? I don't have a podcast okay, yet, but I do have a weekly newsletter that uh, comes gonna, out every gonna, Tuesday. Gonna change that. Gonna you, change I need that. a podcast. <laughs> you need to be talking to somebody every week. <laughs> Brandy Harvey, I, believe me, I will be talking to some people for you. Oh, look at, look and, at, I'm not the right person. Yeah, look, you know, I'm, I'm going to have you manage me. You know, what you what know, the heck? I'm, I'm just letting you know uh, I'm so impressed with you. Thank you for coming on Money Making Conversations. And, that uh, means so much to me. You, you will have so a podcast. Much to me from Thank you. you. I appreciate you. Thank you, Brandy. Thank you.